Okay, so hi everyone. Today I am joined by Michael DaCosta from Quasi Europe. He is the general manager in North America. Um, how are you, first of all, Mike? I know that we have done a couple webinars together and so we've talked recently, but how are things now? Yeah, yeah no, I know. We're doing well. Um, personally, I'm sitting at home watching the leaves falling down in my front yard and getting ready to rake them this weekend. Um, and kind of we're, we're wrapping down what's been just a wild year and looking forward to, to 2021 and getting getting started again. As I think most of us are. And we'll talk more about 2021, you know, a little bit later on and what we can expect from Quasi Europe um, and later on. But I just want to start by kind of getting to know Quasi Europe. Can you tell sure. me more about the company and where it started, you know, just anything yeah, you want? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, Quasi Europe, um, we are a, a, a French family owned river cruise line. That's always like the, the lead in sentence for us. Um, but we've been around for for over 40 years. Um, we are one of the biggest river cruise lines that most uh, most North Americans have never heard of. Uh, we have ships on all of the major rivers of Europe, uh, a lot of the minor rivers of Europe, and uh, and cruises really all over the world. Um, we started off in in the French Alsace, uh, just doing dinner cruises actually, and from there we started doing some overnight cruises because they were so uh, so successful. Uh, doing cruises on the Rhine River and then expanding out throughout France and, and the rest of Europe and uh, and then eventually to where we are today. And I know that you all, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about how Quasi Europe is different from other cruise companies. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you mentioned that maybe most North Americans don't know about you, but there are other things that differentiate you just from being sure. European owned as well. Um, for example, you have these barge ships and you have the paddle wheelers that allow you to go, you know, in certain parts of the river that other ships can't. Can you talk about those two products a little bit as well? Yeah, I mean, well, innovation is something that's always been um, been part of what Quasi Europe has, has done right from the very beginning. I mean, we were one of the first river cruise lines um, in existence. Um, we're always trying to find uh, new new places where we can put ships, um, new cruises that are that are interesting for our passengers, um, listening to what people are, are looking for. And uh, as a result, we, we end up with a lot of these really, really unique kinds of programs that are in different places. Um, we have 55 ships and almost all of them are different from one another. Um, just the difference between a, a 75 passenger river cruise ship and 150 passenger river cruise ship, uh, but also these small canal barges that hold like 22 passengers. Um, we have a little safari cruise ship in Africa. We have paddle wheel ships, as you mentioned, which cruise on the Loire and the Elbe, um, rivers that really couldn't be navigated by a, a ship with a traditional uh, build. Um, and the reason is, we, 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 as I mentioned, we've been around for decades and we have passengers who come with us year after year after year. And so we're always trying to find some new destinations to, to explore with them um, and also at the same time bring in new people who are, who are interested in these kinds of destinations and then bring them back to the more traditional rivers in, in subsequent years. And just as far as, you know, personal preference, do you have mm -hmm. a certain type of ship that you like to sail on or is there a certain ship that's your favorite? Uh, for me, my travel is always destination focused. Um, we have a lot of cruises in France, and, and I think France is always a great, uh, great destination for travel. Um, as far as the ships go, I, I love the canal barges. The, the smaller sized ships um, are always such a more intimate experience, and so that's something that that I enjoy. Um, 
But even our river ships tend to be less than 100 passengers uh, on average. And so they're, they're a really great size, too, for, for kind of small group travel. And I want to talk, too, about the, the price of these cruises, because quasi-Europe has always been one of the most affordable river cruise options um, as far as, you know, anywhere, anyone that I, I know. But there is also a lot included. So can you talk about what's included in that ticket price and, you know, how you think, why you think that your prices are competitive and, and why that's important? Yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier that we're a family-owned company, and, and we're one of the only river cruise companies that's really totally uh totally owned and totally self-sufficient it means we own all of our ships we're not we're not chartering them um out from another company we hire all of our staff and staff the ships ourselves um, which means we're not using another agency uh, as a kind of a middleman and as a result we really have total control over all of the prices um we've always wanted to have river cruising be accessible for for anyone um not just the the traditional river cruise passenger, not just the wealthy, um, and and as a result, we we've really tried to keep the prices uh, fair. Um, we do include just about everything on board. I mean, all of the meals on board are always included, of course, um, but so are drinks. Um, the tours that you get each day in the different towns and cities are are included, uh, and we also include the port charges and taxes right right in the cost. So when you see the ticket price, uh, it, it's it's really an all-inclusive price. There's nothing else that you're going to have to spend uh, on board the ship. And speaking of those ticket prices, you know, your least expensive cruises are definitely your shorter cruises. And sure. that's something that differentiates you as well, is that you have these three and four night or three and four day sailings. Yeah, I, I think when you look at river cruising, um, the, the the whole industry the standard is a seven night cruise uh, or longer uh, and it, it makes sense because a lot of a lot of vacation time especially for Americans is, is on a week by week basis um, and some people want to just you know uh, plug into a river cruise for the week and not have to think about anything else and and that that's great and, and we do have those cruises um, but we always offer these shorter cruises as well um, which are which are interesting for people who who don't think of a river cruise vacation as their first choice you know they they may want to um, cruise with us through the through the Rhine Valley. You can do that for three or four nights out of Strasbourg, um, and then do an, an independent crew, um, an independent trip after that. You know, go on to Paris for a few nights. Um, so we we do have that option, and, and it keeps the cost down, but it also gives you a lot more flexibility flexibility in your traveling. Yeah, I think that that's important to note is that these shorter cruises really are good to either start or end your vacation as well, is that you could spend a couple of nights on your own in in a certain city and then hop on a ship and use that to kind of extend your vacation. Or, as you mentioned, if people don't really are a little bit uncertain about river cruising, it's a good way to try it out. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's for us, it's... um it's a great way to bring bring new people on board and show them what river cruising is all about. And then hopefully they'll come back with us another year and do a little bit of a longer cruise. Um, we also see, you know, uh, families and things and, and younger people can come and, and just do a few nights with us. Um, you, you know, they're, they're not, they don't usually have these long vacations where they can take a whole week or more for a river cruise. So. And most people that I know who have tried river cruising really end up enjoying it and going back. But mm-hmm. you're, if you can do one of these shorter sailings, I mean, I'm looking on your website right now. You have four days for $980 per yep. person. And that's a that's a festive cruise on the Rhine. And then you have this Culinary Delights cruise that's four days for 898 per person lead in. And so, I mean, you're really looking at 
spending a lot less than you would on going on a seven day sailing where you're spending thirty five to forty five hundred dollars for something that you're not even sure that you would like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, something like I mentioned already, the Rhine Valley, the, the Rhine Valley is, is the quintessential river cruise. You, you know, it's um, right between France and Germany and there's uh, castles all along. And this is what people picture when they picture river cruising. And uh, you really can only do it by a river cruise. You, you can't see all of those things in one day. You can't get that full experience of, of immersion without river cruising. And so by doing it this way, you, you can spend just a few nights on board and, and then and then go on from there. Yes. And I, I know that you mentioned young people, and maybe you were meaning young people, yeah. my age, young people, not yeah. children. But I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a uh, family cruise podcast. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about what you offer for families as well. Yeah. As I said, you know, we, we are a family run company where we have uh, the third generation of uh, of the family is is kind of taking over the reins now. Um Quasi Europe's always been open to families on board. I, I think river cruising kind of gets a rap as a uh, as as just older couples on board, but we really believe that river cruising is a great way to see Europe uh, for anybody of any age. Um, so we always allow uh, families on board, children on board, and in fact, on all of our cruises, we have discounts for uh, for young children. Um, but we do offer some specific family programs as well. So in, in the summer months um, in southern Europe, so the, on the Danube in Portugal, uh, in Italy, on the uh, on the Canal Bianco, uh, and in Croatia and in Spain as well, we have cruises that are um, designed for families. So they'll have uh, excursions that are a little bit more adventurous. Uh, we'll go to a uh, we'll go to an aquarium or we'll go to the beach. We'll bring the children to do something um, something more along those lines. Um, we'll have really great rates for families who are traveling with children. We have uh, waived single supplements and things like that for odd-sized families. So it's really a it's really a great way to 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 travel with with families and even extended families. We see grandparents, um, aunts and uncles, and children and cousins all traveling together. And you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, I think, are the only one of the only river cruise companies that I know that doesn't have a minimum age requirement, right? So a child Correct. of any age yeah. could come on board, which is nice because, you know, on a lot of cruises, I mean, some cruise lines you're looking, cruise companies, you're looking at three and four as the minimum age, but a lot of yeah. them you're looking at 12. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Viking doesn't allow children at all. So it's nice that, you know, if you have a younger kid and an older kid or a you know, seven, eight year old and then have a younger kid that you all are a good option as well. Yeah, for, for that. sure. I mean, I mean, everybody, every company is, um, is welcome to set, uh, set their standards as they see. Um, some people do want a specific type of clientele on board. Um, we're really under the, um, we, we really want to make river cruising accessible to, to as many people as possible. We really want to invite as many people to come along with us. That's just always been the way that we've looked at it. So we're really a welcoming kind of um, kind of line, and we and we try and do what we can to to encourage people to come see Europe with us. And you also have triple cabins for families as well. Yep, as I mentioned, I, our ships are are. It's really there's not two ships that are really identical on our fleet, and so each one's a little bit different. But we have some some kind of unique things that work out for families. We do have uh, just just as a standard, we have a very low single supplement to begin with. Um, we have some single specific cabins that have no single supplement. We have some triple cabins and even um, even a couple of quadruple cabins. So if you have a um, an odd-sized family or a group traveling together, um, 
we have a really good way to uh, to to be able to accommodate everybody and try and keep the price down as much as we can. Yeah, that's that's great. Anyway, I can talk about family travel all day because it's my favorite thing. I think that, yeah. you know, cruising is a great way for kids to see the world, but we sure. will move on from from that. Is there a certain itinerary that Quasi Europe offers that you're really eager to try? Yeah, I mean, I, I still have not had a chance to experience our um, our cruises down in Africa. Um, they're a relatively new product for us. We we just this year we're supposed to be launching our second ship um, on Lake Kariba uh, in Zimbabwe. Um, and so that would be the first one I'm going to want to try and get to once once travels uh, travels back on the menu here. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a really in-depth podcast that I will link in yeah. the description um, with Devin from Quasi Europe mm-hmm. about her African safari voyage. And I mean, it was amazing just hearing about that. I, I yeah. That is something that's definitely a bucket list for me as well now. It's, you know, it sounds so amazing. And being able to have that time, I, you know, I'll let you all listen to the podcast if you're interested, but you have this time on land as well, and then you mm-hmm. get on the ship. So it's a complete package. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just just like all of our river cruises, we, we tried to put together something that's um, that really all encompassing of, of the region. Uh, and the region here is, is southern Africa. And so um, we we fly into South Africa. We have an optional extension in Cape Town. Um, we have our own lodge in Botswana right on the Chobe River. And so we go there for three nights, uh, even though you're you're technically staying on land there, you're doing water safaris on the river and things. So we still have that, that river cruise element. Um, and then you go on to Zimbabwe on Lake Kariba and that's just a, um, a really much more remote kind of area um, that that has plenty of plenty of elephants, um, all sorts of birds, uh, lots of good wildlife. And we're cruising on a little 16 passenger safari cruise ship um, on the lake for three nights as well. Uh, and then we wrap everything up in Victoria Falls. Yeah, that's amazing. I, as I said, I will link that down because just kind of hearing about that experience, I think we talked about it for like 30 or 40 minutes. I mean, it just mm-hmm. seemed like there couldn't be enough to be said about it. Um, and I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think um, it's that's that's right along the lines of, of where, you know, where our company has has um, has arrived uh, after so many years of, of innovation and so many years of, of trying, you know, new things and, and expanding where our where our map really reaches. So we we really spread all throughout Europe. And then we moved on and started doing cruises in Southeast Asia. Uh, we have cruises in Russia, um, and so Africa was really the other the other side of the of the earth, uh, and that's that was kind of the, the logical next step for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of next steps, I do want to talk about 2021 because yeah. I know that you know we're all tired of talking about COVID, but it is important to talk about, especially when we're gearing up to sail again. I know that you all had some sailings that you were able to do this summer, which is amazing. What did you learn from those sailings and how are you going to kind of tackle 2021? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, this year was, um, (laughs) this year was something, something totally, uh, of course, unexpected, but also um, it it gave everybody really a chance, I think, to, to step back uh, and, and look at what, where they've been going and and what they've been doing and, and try and plan for the future in a, in a new way and with new light on things. So um, during the first few months from from March, April, 
um, going forward. And once we kind of realized what what was what was going on as a um, as a global community, um, we really tried to take steps to say how can we cruise and and be safe. And so we began to implement these um, these precautionary steps, these safety measures on board, um, which included. Uh, which included appointing one member of our crew to kind of be the safety uh, regulator, um, making sure that all the right steps are being taken. That's disinfectant of the ship, disinfectant of luggage coming on, um, asking passengers about their medical history in order to make sure that we are safe with the people who are boarding, um, having regular tests for all of our crew on board, um, uh, all sorts of preventative measures. And also what we did is um, we set up a way to, to kind of limit the number of passengers on board, the number of passengers who are um, who are sitting in the dining room and things like that. So we, we, with all of these steps um, starting in July, uh, the French government uh, allowed us to start, start operating again. And um, we were we we kind of put on ships one at a time as we felt that there was demand for them, as we felt that it was safe to do so. And we actually had a quite a successful year, um, August or, or or mini season, I'd say August, September, um, and even into October, uh, cruising with these new measures uh, in place. And I don't know, I, this might be putting you on the spot a little bit, so if you can't answer this, it's fine. But what yeah. was the feedback from the guests? Because I know yeah. that a lot of our readers are like, well, I don't want to cruise if I have to wear a mask. I don't want to, you know. Right, right. And so I'm curious as to how the guests responded to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, guests responded. Guests who did come on board um, enjoyed it. They didn't feel that it was a um, a large hindrance. Um, we do ask for pe- passengers to wear masks on board in, in the common areas, um, of course, with the exception of when they're eating, when they're drinking. Um, again, we by having fewer passengers on board, it allowed us to, to really spread people out. There wasn't overcrowding ever in the dining room or anywhere indoors. Um, and then on tours as well, you know, if you're on a, on a bus, we ask that you wear a mask um, when you're out walking around as well. It, people are taking the masking up seriously and they are... Um, and as a result, they're able to go back to some kind of normal and enjoy travel again and enjoy these kinds of tours. Uh, yeah. I'd say for, for people who, are, who aren't willing to, to wear a mask or want to wait, um, we've, we've heard some good news in the last week about vaccines. Um, and I, I hope that they'll come with us again when, uh, when things are back to some sort of more normal. But. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my opinion of it. It's like, yeah. if you don't want to wear a mask, if you don't want to have to do what's necessary, then wait. Right. Like, right. I mean, yeah. we're already having to wear masks at home. I understand right. that for some people, it's not something that you want to do. We don't mm-hmm. need to get into the whole mask conversation, but it right. is just right. something that's going to be required of you if you're going to go on board. And, and that's just the expectation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and the fact is, it allows... Um, by taking these steps, it'll, it lets people um, enjoy travel again and, and lets people to take a cruise and and, um, and explore again. You know, in, in Europe, um, it, it, here in the U.S., we haven't had um, we haven't had cruising return yet. But in Europe, they were able to do it for a few months. And it's because people were taking these these precautionary measures. Absolutely. Um, what are you most looking forward to for 2021? I'm sure resuming operations is great, but is there any trip that you're going to want to do? I know you mentioned Africa, but any anything else that sticks out for you? Or oh, I, I, yeah, of course, of course. I, I'm looking forward to traveling at, at, at all, Britain. I, I've been here. I, you know, I, I managed to sneak away to France in, in March, um, early March, just before this uh, 
before everybody went to lockdown. And, and since then, I haven't gone further than the uh, than the Adirondack Mountains here in New York. Um, and so I'm I'm eager to get back uh, traveling. And as I'm sure many, many of our, of our old passengers are, um, France is, is always like a, a favorite for me. Uh, it's where we have more ships than anywhere else. So I'm sure I'll, I'll make a trip over there once uh, once the flights open up again. Um, you know, we, we have cruises on the Seine out of Paris, on the Rhone, um, on the Loire. Uh, and we also have a, uh, a number of canal barges that kind of crisscross France, as, as you know. Um, and any one of those would be a, a great way to, uh, to celebrate uh, the return to travel. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to do one of these barge cruises, but it seems like barges are really well suited to to be, you know, for social distancing and for small groups, because you can, I mean, if you had a group, I think they're like 16 people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, our canal barges, they hold a maximum of 22 passengers at a time. Okay. Um, there's about five crew members on board at, at, at the same time, too. Um, but we are seeing a lot of new interest in the canal barges, a, a lot of interest in um, in kind of family friend groups who are who are taking the whole ship out at a time as a charter, um, so they can they can travel in these in these small groups with people that they know um, on what's really kind of a private private barge experience. Um, they're these are kind of self-contained cruises, so all the meals are are served on board. Um, they have we have scheduled tours off the barge each day um, and you're really just spending time with with your little group of people whoever that might be and so it's it's um, it's good to see that there's there's people who are looking at doing this kind of travel I, I think people are, are eager to, to also see family see friends that they haven't seen and so they're they're planning this for 2021 and and um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing it through with them is there any sort of discount for chartering the barge mm -hmm. as a whole yep yeah um so there there is the the barge the barges are all charterable and they have like fixed rates on them um so for uh for for travel agents or tour operators um they can just they can call our our main office they can get put through to the group department um and they, we can talk about the different rates that are available for the barges, but yeah, you're not, you're not paying the same rate as 22 times the, um, times the individual. Yeah. Cause I mean, thinking about just having, you know, 20 people on that barge, 20 of your closest friends, I don't know. I don't have 20 closest friends, but I'm yeah. assuming that some people do, um, <laughs> you know, and just being yeah. able to charter that whole thing and split that cost up. It, it's a really smart option, especially mm -hmm. right now. So I think that it, thank you for talking about that. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. Um, to talk about. And the barges are something that's fun, you know, anytime. Yes, it's good yeah. for, for COVID reasons. But my father, as you know, Mike, and maybe mm -hmm. some of the listeners know, um, Ralph, he hosts a couple barge trips every year, he'll be hosting three next year. Um, and they are his his favorite trips to do. And that's why he continues going back because he mm -hmm. loves the size of the ships. He likes bicycling. He likes you know, just having that small group feel. He likes quasi Europe, obviously. The the yeah. inclusivity of it is is good, and it makes it easier for him to sell. Quite frankly, because yeah. you, as you mentioned, you're really only kind of budgeting for that ticket price. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he uh, as as long as I can remember, he's been he's been doing them with us for the last few years at least, um, and he's been really quite successful with them. I mean, it's a uh, it's a it's a really it's a really easy way to kind of sell to to 
your you know if you're a travel agent you can sell it to your best clients um, you can do it as a trip that you kind of lead and as a um, with such a small group you really can set the tone for what you want the barge to be i mean we have these fixed itineraries uh, we have these tours that we always provide that are really wonderful but you can also be a little bit uh, you can customize them a little bit as well so if you really want to focus on the wines in burgundy you can do that um, if you want to focus on the on the food um, you can do that as well and we have people um all, all sorts of people like like your father um who who do that they, they bring their specialties they bring um they bring people who who want to travel with them uh, and they take one of these barges and, and spend a week in france um exploring yeah absolutely well we are you know getting to our time but is there anything else that you want to talk about anything that we missed yeah, I mean, uh, the the other big thing for us uh, is uh, we just put on, we, we do have two ocean-going ships now. Um, one is the Belle de l'Adriatique, which we've had for many years, which which cruises in Croatia. Um, the other one is the Belle de Ocean, which, um, which, we, which we purchased last year um, and is really kind of, it kind of missed its inaugural season because of what happened this year. And so um, finally, we, we've had it cruising a little bit in, uh, in, in and around Corsica. Next year, we're going to be doing cruises out of Nice uh, around Corsica, but also to the Canary Islands. And it's for us, it's, it's another, um, another ocean-going ship that kind of opens up many more possibilities for us so that we can cruise anywhere in the world. So that's an exciting, an exciting new one for us. And as far as ocean ships are concerned, I mean, these are still, these are relatively small vessels as well. Yeah, yep, exactly. The Belle de l'Adriatique is the biggest ship that we own, and it is only 200 passengers maximum. Um, the new ship, the Belle de Ocean, is only 130 passengers, and so it's it's really quite small. It's it's right in line with the river ships that we own. And great. I mean, we can, if we want to, we can do a whole other podcast talking about yeah. ocean, but it is good to know that you have those ocean products as well, especially, mm-hmm. you know, I love that kind of continuity. If someone comes on the river and likes the river, uh, the river mm-hmm. side of it to try the ocean or, or the opposite, you know, it's nice to have companies that do both so that they can... Yeah people can stay in the same realm. So exactly. Speak. Yeah. I mean, the, the way that these, these cruises work and the same with the canal barges, you know, it's a very different boat, but the way that these cruises work is always the same. It's, it's, um, we still have the all-inclusive product. We still have uh, different ports of call each day. Um, we still have the, the small group travel, um, aspect of it. And so, uh, you can really feel comfortable with us on any of these cruises and, and, and know that you're in good hands. And with the ocean, I mean, it's really important to talk about the inclusivity on the oceans because on oceans, especially for the price point, you really don't see that level of inclusivity very often. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and and, and it's exactly the same for us. Um, we 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 have everything all included on the on the river ships, on the ocean ships, um, in Africa on the barges. It's it's really across the board. We try and have a really unified. Um, unified approach or really simple straightforward pricing structure so yeah well thank you so much for joining me i i really am a big fan of quasi europe and so i'm glad that we're able to take this time to tell more people about it because i think that you know you have a lot of success with europeans and and most you know anyone that i've heard that's gone on quasi north american has really loved the experience mm-hmm. so i think it's it's great to tell more people about it and try to get more people on no, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Britain. Um, and hopefully in 2021, we can uh, we can see each other on a cruise ship over in Europe. That would be the Abs- that would be the best case. Absolutely. Or we can just I, I'll book that African Africa trip, and we can do that one. <laughs> even better. Even better. 